Coming up on the Matt Townsend Show, men, is there frustration in your marriage? Do you feel like uh, no matter what you do, you cannot make your, your little lady happy? And for you ladies out there, is there something missing in your relationship? You just can't figure out what it is, but it's frustrating you? Well, coming up today, we're going to be talking about being a strong man, the kind that women want, apparently. Up next on the Matt Townsend Show, right after the news. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Vice President Joe Biden's task force to find solutions to reduce gun violence will be giving their recommendations to President Obama this coming Tuesday. The group has met with medical, religious, and even video game experts. Two students are wounded in California after another opened fire with a shotgun this morning at a high school. One was critically injured. Faculty members were able to convince the gunman to give up his weapon. The NRA has gained over 100,000 new members since last month's horrific shooting in Newtown, Connecticut, bringing their total member count to 4.2 million. The association's president says he wants 5 million before the current gun debate is over. A flu outbreak is spreading across the nation with likelihood of further expansion, according to health experts. So far, over 42,000 cases have been confirmed, and Boston's mayor has declared a public health emergency. Convicted child sex abuser and former Penn State football coach Jerry Sandusky began the process to appeal his case today on the grounds that his lawyers were not given significant time to prepare for the trial. Federal investigators are now involved with the search for what caused a New York City ferry to crash into a dock yesterday, injuring nearly 60 people. Possible mechanical failure seems a likely candidate so far. Last year's punishing drought has finally started to ease as winter weather drops moisture across the country. But the Plains region is still feeling dangerously dry. Weather experts warn dry conditions in some regions are likely to continue through spring. Tragedy in the Middle East today. 115 people died and over 200 more were injured in a string of bombings in Pakistan. A second bombing killed police, journalists and rescue workers at the scene of the first major blast. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host here, Matt Townsend, along with the cutest little gang of peeps you've ever seen. What we do on the show, we try to give you the tools, the love, the love you need. You know, we're here to bring the love, bring a little light, bring you the information to uh, give you a leg up in this crazy thing we call life. And uh, it's going to be a good show. I can already tell. Uh, Skyboy was actually on time. And we have a new addition to the team. Jessica is with us now. Jessica, do you have anything to say? Welcome to the show. Thanks. I don't have anything yet, but... Okay, well, we'll get it out of you. We like we brought on Jessica because Madison was tired of being the only female on the team. Dang straight. Wow. Too many guys. Where'd you get that? <laughs> Dang straight. So Jessica's with us. She's done the news as well. So she's very... She's a newsie. We still have Skyboy. Still here. Uh, this time he's sporting um, a Robin Batman Robin sidekick outfit. With a long red cape and light blue tights. 
Is this like getting back at me for wanting to be Bruce Wayne? You're now making me his sidekick? Yep. You couldn't even make Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and uh, we've got a great show for you today. Today we're going to be talking about, and it's obviously true, we know what women want. Um, in fact, I had a really cool uh, picture of a book that's about, I don't know, 40 inches tall. And it was the book about what women want. <laughs> and um, I read it. Every page just had a picture of me, huh? And then you woke up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, no. No? No. No. It didn't. Not even close. But uh, so today we're going to show you. We're going to bring on a guest, and the guest is going to teach us that apparently one thing the ladies like, they like a strong man. Like me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> About that, Matt. <laughs> oh, my heavens. <laughs> I can't get Skyboy to push a button to make a sound <laughs> for a week. Then I say one thing, and he gives me the want want. I just have to wait for the right time. You well, just provided it. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, so we got that coming down the line here. We also are just – we got tons of fun. We've sent some people to go out and do some interviewing and try to figure out really from the men and women of the world what's going on. We had Tyler Mail do that. Uh, Tyler, a.k.a. Jasper, a.k.a. Gus, a.k.a. the intern, a.k.a. that one guy. Uh, and what's his name? And so when he says they sent out several people, it was all my multiple personalities that went yeah. out and asked the questions. We sent all eight of those people out, and actually he came back with nothing. So we're <laughs> hey. stuck. I'm kidding you, Ty. So we're going we're gonna to get into that. But before we do, we always like to get into uh, a little bit of the headlines. Real news that affects real people. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Human headlines. Wow. It's like jazz, jazz hands. Um, so we got some headlines for us. We like to, in this segment, we like to go around the the horn here and figure out just some news stories. Try to understand the good, the bad, the ugly of the human race. Uh, get a few laughs and also a little bit of knowledge. Madison, look, you look like you're locked and loaded, ready to give us one. <laughs> Perfect. Cute. Perfect to that. Okay, yeah. So my song is about my song. Whoops. Well, my story. You were that's your song. Uh, yeah, that's me. Now, um, sisters were separated while fleeing the Nazis a while back ago, and they're right. They were reunited after seventy-two years. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. So this was in Bosnia, and for those that aren't as up to par with your geography, it's on the Balkan Peninsula. Okay, keep going. Still don't know where that is. It's just um, by Italy. So it's the Balkan Europe. Peninsula. It's oh, it's yeah. I was thinking, this is not near the Great Salt Lake, is it? No, <laughs> no. it's Europe. Okay. No. So Europe, Italy, just to the right of that, that okay. little thing that Greece that is on the bottom of, we call it, huh? up there, that's where Bosnia is. Okay, and they that's where they found one of the sisters, or they were both there, and then they split them up? Yeah, so actually, um, when the Nazis were kind of raiding their home, um, the sisters were separated, and they thought that the uh, like the rest of their family had died. Oh, my heavens. And um, actually, one of the sisters, her son was doing some family history, and then he's like, wait. There's this lady, and they were only 100 miles apart. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so they were able to... They probably ran into each other at, like, the mall. The Bosnian <laughs> mall. <laughs> the Bosnian or mall. Or wherever. They, I mean, they ran in. I mean, they had to have crossed a path Well, somewhere. We'll never know. 70-something yeah. years. Yeah, 72 years. That's amazing. That's neat. Yeah. What was like... What did they say? Did they, what do you say? What do you say when you haven't seen your sister for Oh, it was years? a very tearful What did reunion? you say, Skyboy? When I hadn't seen my sister for seven, I'm not even 72. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, I'm still so like what 14. did they say? Well, um, it was just very heartfelt, but 
something that they brought up is that it was a little bit interesting because, you know, um, one was 10 and the other one would have been about um, like 16, 14 uh, when they were separated. And so they have like similar memories while growing up. But after that, I mean, 72 years, that's a long time. But the fun part about it is that um, they also had a brother who they believed had died. But now they believe, you know, now that my sister's alive, he could very much. Yeah, he's alive. So they think that he emigrated to the U.S. Yep. He could be anybody out there listening. Mm-hmm. You could have two sisters if you're probably in your 90s. Well, 80s. There 80s. we go. <laughs> you could have some sisters that are looking for you. Could be your sisters. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. We need him taken out. <laughs> Get him out of here. Uh, that's cool. Cool news. That that will go in the cool news folder. And um, who's got? who else has got some newsage? A brown-eyed girl. Oh, brown eyed girl. This is a good song, Tyler. You don't have brown eyes. Actually, I kind of do kind of have do. brown eyes. It's Here's like a red brown right green, <laughs> red, <laughs> brown green flex type of thing. Wow. But um, would you, man? Would you say you trust me? No. Crap. Not a bit. Uh, crud. Uh, yeah. Shoot. Okay. I trust um, you. Great. Now, would you say you trust Jessica? Yes. Jessica's <laughs> new. I have nothing against Jessica. Okay. Um, who do you trust more? Between Jessica and you? Yeah. Well, I would obviously... What color are your eyes? I'm going to go blue. You can't go, go wrong when you go blue. Well, you okay. you got this weird green flex brown eyes. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of a two-time, uh, you know, two-faced type person, yeah. right? Well, so there was a study done down in Charleston University. Excuse me, Charles University in the Czech Republic. And uh, they wanted to know what people were the most trustworthy Really? Um, and you made the correct choice here. You trusted the girl more. Did I? Good oh, so, job. So we, girls are more trustworthy than guys? Um, just at the first. Oh. So, I mean, uh, walking in today, you saw me and you saw yeah. her and you said, well, I trust her more. That's right. that's, that's good. Yes. Good job. You've also got shifty eyes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that big gun on the side of you. Uh, All yeah. those things scary. Right. That can be scary. And you play the French horn. And that is very <laughs> My untrustworthy. My mama taught me never trust a guy with a French horn. Well, that explains why I'm... <laughs> Well, I'm here in life. That's good. Um, so first of all, they asked, who do you trust most? And they said women. Okay. So women are going to be kind of the first choice. But then the eye color also came into play. The woman's eye color or anybody's? Uh, anybody's eye wow, color. Wow, interesting. So okay. it could be two guys together. It could be me and uh, Skyboy over here. And what, what color eyes do you have? Um, I've been told blue and I've been told green. Blue? Okay, well, it's not <laughs> so brown. Not it's exactly. the side of brown eyes. The weird eyes. thing is you've got one of each, which I find <laughs> quite, quite worrisome. Well, according to this study, um, I'm going to be more trustworthy than him just off the bat because I have brown eyes. Really? Yeah. I think that's true. I wouldn't trust Sky as far as I could throw him. <laughs> right. And so that was the initial reaction of people just looking at 70 so different students. I but, but it's not eye color. That's the thing. What is it? There are certain facial features um, associated with brown eyes. It could be how big your nose is, how close your eyes are, um, how big your forehead is. So it's the whole face. Right. And and people who have brown eyes typically have very similar features to other brown-eyed people, more so than other blue or green or red-eyed people. And so, I didn't know I was paying attention to any of this. Yeah, it turns out that people's faces, I mean, you kind of think of this, people's faces make you trust them or not, but those with brown eyes are going to have the more trustworthy faces. Holy cow. Okay, I don't know what we're going to do with that. Because now we freaked yeah, out. How many, really how many people has, have brown eyes here? No, no. Nobody. No. no. That's me. That's right. <laughs> Intern Dave Gus Jasper Tyler with is the only trustworthy eyes, people here. Which I'm not sure I trust. <laughs> Interesting. Good. Good stuff. Uh 
Now we'll have to just go figure out what we do with that. That's scary. Who else has got news? Oh, Jess. All right. Is this yeah. your song, Jess? Yeah. Well, for the first day, anyway. Good. <laughs> so many people have a love-hate relationship with Monopoly. Yes. I personally have never finished a have game. You? Yeah. No. It yeah. takes a lot of work. But whether you love it or hate it, Monopoly is getting rid of one of their tokens. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... To take away the sting, they're letting everyone else decide. Okay. Well, yeah. let's sway this. We're going to sway it. <laughs> There's going to be a Facebook contest um, to decide, have everyone else vote. Yes. And uh, right now they're looking at, so that when they take one away, which everyone gets cut. Are they going to take it and replace it with a new one? Yeah. they need a new one. Yeah. They're, okay. So they're looking at some options. There's a cat, a diamond ring. Yeah, no cat. A guitar, a robot, no. or a helicopter. None of those sound good. No. Like <laughs> cheesecake. I, I want think, cheesecake. I think it should be me. It's just since I'm trustworthy. <laughs> just an eyeball. Or a boy. <laughs> a well, brown I heard Madison something. wanted the nyan cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Cat tart. Yes. The cat tart. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's interesting. What would you want, Jess? What would you get rid of if you had to get rid of one? If I had to get rid of one, um, the iron. I just feel like it kind of weighs oh, yeah. us down, you know? It's so <laughs> I kind of so. like the iron. Isn't that interesting? I forgot there was an iron. There's a wheelbarrow. There's a car. There's a top hat. A, a top a hat. A schnauzer, right? That yeah, the, the schnauzer. Uh huh. Uh, what a else? What else? What else? Okay, thimble. all I can say thimble. A thimble. I like the thimble because I could always play with that. Wait, wasn't that the top hat or were they different? The wheelbarrow I didn't like. <laughs> I wanted the car. I bet you Robbie would want the car. Absolutely. We'd fight over the car. Okay. Safe to say you guys have played Monopoly way more than me because I don't even remember these token things. Don't you really? Yeah, you need to play the game. Well, that's cool. Okay, so uh, we're going to have to – let's have a – I want a real game where we figure out how to sway the world to pick what we want them to pick. (laughs) I want – let's be thinking about that. Will you all think about that? I know you want the guitar, Skyboy. Out of those options, most definitely. Yeah. Yep. I knew that. Uh, good, Jess. Yeah. Well, welcome. It starts Tuesday, just so you know. Okay, and you where do they, to, they go online and figure that like out? You have to like the Monopoly page, of I course. Like that. I like it. Clever marketing. Yeah, very, very clever. Way to work it. So who else has got news for us? Roberto. Oh, I mean, not goodness. crazy for you, but crazy anyway. Well, and even then, if you're, a person's a psychopath, is that even considered crazy? Hmm. Well, regardless. The but ten, they, they, they play that song, I guess. Oh, maybe. That's a good song. Ten jobs that attract people with psychopathic personalities. <laughs> Top ten. Oh, boy. There's a list of jobs that don't, you know. So all of you driving home tonight, P- people you may who be are, on the list. People who are nurses and care aides are not psychopaths. Good. The crafts people, <laughs> beauticians, teachers, They're healthy, workers, normal people. Doctors, accountants, all very good. down-to-earth good people. But what about the jobs that do attract psychopaths? Number 10, civil servants. <laughs> Duh. So people in City Hall who can boss you around for your treehouse being too big. Nine, chefs. Oh, because they have a lot of knives. Chefs. You can't have knives. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, too, uh, you know, that idea that you're pretty awesome because you're a chef. Eight. I, yeah, they wear those clog things, too, those squishy shoes, those, um, you know, the funny shoes that chefs wear? Same shoes that nurses Crocs. wear. Crocs. <laughs> they wear Crocs. That's enough to make you crazy. What Number else? eight kid catches me off guard here. Clergy. Really? And, and you wouldn't think so, but if you think about it, in many congregations, you kind of are a superstar and give your spiel on Sunday. And Number eight, police officers. Interesting. 
You can see huh. power. I'm seeing some trends here. Uh, number six, journalists. Yes. Want ah. that byline? As I look around the room. Hmm. Oh, it that gets worse, explains a lot. <laughs> number five, surgeons. Wow. And again, nice. There's a theme. <laughs> Four, salespeople. Huh. Yes. Yeah. Takes that kind of personality to be able to walk cold, yeah. cold calls. Well, yeah, well, and put on a headset. <laughs> cold calling sounds absolutely terrifying. Well, yeah, not when you're a psychopath. Hi, my name is Bob, and I'm here to sell you. You know, <laughs> number three. Yes, members of the media, including television and radio. That's us. True that. Yeah. Knew it. Number, number two, a... lawyers, and number one, CEOs. Holy cow! Because when I was a kid. And I took the assessment to see what I should do for my job and occupation. They didn't even give me this list. They just said, psychopath. <laughs> just be a psychopath. You'll fit in anywhere you do. And by the way, five of those things were the things they told me to do. Wow. Isn't that weird? It makes sense that radio people are, you know, number three. That's us. And there's a reason they all keep us kind of confined in yeah. this building up well, here, in, the in broadcast a building. that building. you can't break into, nor can you break out of. Well, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever noticed most media outlets are very secure buildings? Totally. But that's not to keep people out. No. <laughs> but you know what else is our studio has padded walls. <laughs> they also give us jackets uh, this sometimes. This is so weird. What are they doing to us? Um Okay, well, that's good news, I guess. I've got some news that's going to actually, I guess, be appropriate to the rest of the topic today. Apparently, we're going to find out today that ladies have expectations of men, gentlemen, hmm. except for Skyboy. Why, why hasn't no one told me about this? Yeah, that's why we're doing this show. This could explain a lot. I wanted you to learn this, so oh. we're having this show today. Um, but, and part of what they want is they want stronger men. Right? So check this story out. An 11-year-old girl has been banned from football by the Catholic Youth Organization. She's not allowed to play. She's played for years. She's been playing since she was five years old. So for six years, she's played Little League football. She's really good. She can really take on guys, but they use stronger language than that. And she um, now she's been told this year she's not allowed to play because she's a girl. So if girls want stronger guys, why shouldn't guys – do guys, I guess, want weaker girls? Can't play football. I mean that would create a gap there. I would never date a girl who's stronger than me. Uh, well, hey, you know I've, what? You're I've, in for a I've really long it. life there. <laughs> I've done it. Don't knock it till you try it. All right? Yeah. Just saying. But if she – yeah, yeah. This girl, I guess, is really good. So the, the Catholic Youth Organization, um, it's a contact sport designated for boys – there's been some perceived ambiguity, they're saying, in the policy regarding this point, but you're not allowed to play. So she's sad. My son had a girl in his little league uh, in his little league that played, and she was awesome. No one ever dared tackle her because they were all like little nine-year-old boys and girls have cooties. Have you seen The Little Giants? Do you remember yeah. that movie? Yeah. Ice, Icebox, was that her name? Uh, Did you not see The Little Giants? No. Yeah. I was a Mighty Ducks kid. Oh, to me, Little Giants is a stepladder. So I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so we're talking on the show today what women want from men and what men want from women or what men think women want. And apparently we're not even on the same page. So I'm doing this because, again, I have surrounding me like five men, I guess, four men and two women. And we're going to figure it out. And, and Skyboy. So um, <laughs> we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we're going to get into this deep and we're going to figure it out so you, while you're driving home tonight, you can know exactly how to treat the person at home you're going home to. 
little Taylor Swift on the way out. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This summer at the beach, there's a new lifeguard on duty, and her name is Emily, but she's no human. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Imagine being caught in a powerful ocean riptide. As you struggle to keep your head above the water, you see something in the distance. It's a lifeguard, or is it? This summer, it might just be Emily or the Emergence Integrated Life-Saving Lanyard. Invented by Arizona-based Hydronolics, Emily is a padded surfboard that's capable of swimming up to 28 miles per hour. Powered with a tiny electric pump that shoots a forceful stream of water, this robot lifeguard is about six times faster than its human counterpart. And it's equipped with surfboard sonar, so Emily can scan underwater for movements associated with a swimmer in distress. The system can be deployed by a lifeguard from the shore, a boat, or even an airplane. Once in the water, Emily is guided by remote control to the swimmer in trouble. This robot lifeguard even contains a camera and speakers to help calm the person being rescued. Be sure to keep a lookout for Emily this summer at the beach. She'll no doubt be doing the same for you. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Freshen up your mornings with Marcus Smith and the BYU Radio Morning Show. Lifestyle, news, current events, science, technology, and just about anything else. You'll be feeling good all day long when you start your day with Marcus Smith and the Morning Show. Weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. <laughs> We're just going crazy here. Um, apparently, this song really is important. Why? Can you tell me why, Tyler? What's the, who's singing this song? One Direction. See, it's out of my genre. Unfortunately, apparently, some people doesn't. Some people don't like uh, One Direction. We got Tyler Mail here. A uh, mail, by the way. Yeah, that's right. And Tyler actually, Mail, a male. Yeah, and my name is spelled M A Y L E, so that's almost the gender. But the thing that makes it different is the Y in the middle. And yeah. what's the difference between men and women? The Y, the y chromosome. Because women ask why. So I have a manly last name in no, two I, senses of the that's word. That's neat. That is a great boy. You thought this about through. That a lot, yeah. I have. Wow, <laughs> you've had a lot of time with your name. <laughs> yourself, I yeah, my so, height. Now, Ty, we sent you out. We. As as our intern, as our designated intern, we have sent you out um, to go seriously try to figure out a lot of stuff. And you, you've got a harder job than most people because yeah. a lot of people don't like to take a microphone and go shove it in someone's face and start asking Inconvenient. questions. Inconvenient. 
But because you're the intern, okay, we also call you low man on the totem pole. We hand you the microphone, and you go out, and you start uh, very effectively, by the way. You start asking people questions, right? So one of the things we're going to have, we're going to ask – we have two different sets of questions we set Tyler out to ask. One – the first question you asked was what, basically? So this first one, uh, I talked to guys, and you know, we're mentioning that we need to be a strong man that women want – but what do women want? So I asked the guys, what is it that you think that women want? So this is just the question. Here we go. A few answers. Outgoing, thoughtful, a good sense of humor, deep, easy to talk to, funny, and athletic, funny, funny. He has to have a good sense of humor, kind, like indie music, religious, spontaneous, definitely athletic, caring, spiritual, smart, intelligent, funny. He's got to be a little bit ambitious. He's witty, very caring, and thoughtful. He has to be athletic, thoughtful. Loves his mom. Romantic. Dang good looking. Be strong in whatever his beliefs are. Preferably share the same beliefs as me. Attractive, muscular, and athletic. Sarcastic. Attractive. Great personality. Wow. Now that was one woman, right? Um... Luckily not. <laughs> okay, good, because I'm like, that lady's, that lady's a psychopath. Yeah, and that was, that was not the guy's answers, obviously. So that wasn't the guy. I was like, those guys sound really weird. <laughs> that was actually what the girls wanted. Isn't that weird? Because they went down the list, and really, it's everything. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a different thing they want, the one thing. Yeah. And um, was there a consensus? There was one um, sarcastic. That's not one you get a lot. No. But, in fact, interestingly, right then, uh, Bryce lit right up. Because he's like, I got that. Hey, hey, I, there's someone I need to meet, apparently. You yeah. are wanted. I'll, I'll let her know. If I see her again, I'll be like, hey, okay, I know this guy. He loves sarcasm. <laughs> so, uh, so the ladies kind of want all of this stuff. Do the guys, were they even close? Um, the guys were close on some of it, interestingly okay. enough. Interesting. Let's go yeah. there and hear what the guys have to say. Attraction first, they gotta like you. Charisma, uh, whether or not a guy's good looking. Financial stability. Number two is the bright future. You can interpret that any way you want, usually it means money. Yeah, kind of their personality. Good look. Humility. Good personality. Personality. Academic intelligence and uh, street smarts. Whether or not you have a good personality, if they're gonna be able to cope with you. Intelligence. Compassion. They're looking for good looks. They wanna know if you have any money. Wow, okay, that's interesting. So the guys think it's about, I mean, you kept hearing this theme of money, that guys just think the women want money. Money and good looks for the top two choices. It's almost like they make women sound so shallow. And that's the difference between what the men said and what the women said. What the women were saying is they like humor and fun and interesting and sarcastic, like all this colorful, interesting stuff. Did anyone that you asked, any of the women say, I want money? <laughs> um... I no. Just okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't interview her, but she wants it. So, just what's your take on this? Because it seems like guys think that women are just kind of want money and good-looking people. Yeah, I I think that something that the guys misunderstand is that I'm not gonna break up with someone because they're not attractive. Well, they have to be kind of attractive, but yeah. like if they're if they're semi okay, I will totally date them. And I think guys think that. It's over if I don't think they're attractive. But well, there's, they and, well there's actual research that women will actually lower their standards if a guy has more money. <laughs> like, not their standards. That sounds good. Okay. They'll, they'll lower Fell their standard <laughs> of what they think is good looking if they know you're rich. Yeah, I just feel like. But you, I mean, you're just saying you're not going to do we're that. We're flexible. Yeah, We're right. definitely flexible. And maybe it's like right now we don't care about the money side. 
as as long as you know there's potential that they could earn maybe in you know once, yeah well that's all college that's yeah. what that's what I'm here for there's no, a lot of potential <laughs> no that was that is, I think that's fascinating um so as we think about this and and look at it guys and gals have a different view and yet we're all supposed to be on the same page you guys see any problems with that uh we're not not even close Communication. We're going to have to talk. Yeah. And Bryce. Hence the reason why Matt has a job. So, yeah, baby. So, you know, yeah. let's count That's our blessings. We well, yeah, for sure. Because then it makes me everything that I want to be on that list. But the hard thing is, is I could think I'm everything on that list, and I may not be, because the girl still might not see me as sarcastic, ripped, hot, with abs of steel, even though I do have that. <laughs> why are you laughing? I, I just so wanted rude. to point out <laughs> that I thought it was really good that one of the guys said being humble. So I think if a guy's willing to work and a little teachable bit. Teachable. Yeah. Yeah. Because like girls like to put their, I mean, I, I guess maybe that's just me, but I like to give what I want. Yeah. I like to make it very clear. So if he's willing to work, I'm, I'm cool with that. You're not against it, are you? Yeah. Well, our good. guest today is Elliot Katz, and he's going to be coming up today. Uh, he is an expert in this. He's going to teach us what we need to know. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, he's the author of a book, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man, and he's going to educate us. Maybe we'll hopefully crack the code here. We're going to take a break from the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Have you ever wanted to travel the world? Now you can experience the vibrant cultures and customs of countries across the globe and cities across America through the eyes and ears of folk artist Eric Dowdle. Tune in to Traveling with Eric Dowdle and travel the world weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. A California high school is shaken up today after a student entered around 9 a.m. this morning with a shotgun and began blasting. Two students were hurt. One was airlifted to a local hospital. Authorities have the suspect in custody. As the nation continues to search for gun violence solutions, Vice President Joe Biden is preparing to give his task force's recommendations to the president this coming Tuesday. Biden hinted today that they will likely include more background checks. Vice President Biden's task force met with a National Rifle Association officials today who later said they were disappointed after the exchange due to what they describe as little focus from Biden on protecting our children and an agenda to attack the Second Amendment. A flu outbreak is spreading across the nation with likelihood of further expansion, according to health experts. So far, 42,000 cases have been confirmed, and Boston's mayor has declared a public health emergency. Convicted child sex abuser and former Penn State football coach Jerry Sandusky began the process to appeal his case today on the grounds that his lawyers were not given significant time to prepare for the trial. Federal investigators are now involved with the search for what caused a New York City ferry to crash into a dock yesterday, injuring nearly 60 people. Possible mechanical failure seems a likely candidate so far. 
Last year's punishing drought has eased for some as winter weather drops moisture across the country, but the Plains region, region is still feeling dangerously dry. Weather experts warn dry conditions in some areas are likely to continue at least through April. Tragedy in the Middle East today as 115 people are dead and over 200 more are wounded after a string of bombings in Pakistan. A second bombing killed police, journalists and rescue workers at the scene of the first major blast. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. You don't need a man to make it happen or to make you feel good. Uh, that's the Pussycat Dolls, I do believe. And uh, what we're talking about today, you know, this might be interesting to you. So if you're out there and you're trying to figure out, maybe you're single, maybe you have children that, and your sons just can't figure out why nobody wants them or, you know, whatever. We're going to crack the code here today. We're going to figure out what is it that men really want? What is it that women really want? Today, I guess we're focusing a little bit more... Um, on maybe what the ladies might like. And we're bringing on an author in a minute who, uh, who wrote a book, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, a time, uh, The Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. And uh, that book's by Elliot Katz. He's, gonna, he's been researching this, and, and um, he's got some great advice for us there. Before we do that, we've got to talk to Bryce, because this really kind of... Bryce, you know, Bryce rants, rants a little bit, and he's really frustrated because he's confused. He's not sure who to be on a date. And he could use a little help. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is The Bryce is Right. Ladies, we guys are trying to do things right, but there's something that's a little unclear. I hear it all the time. Just be yourself. That's all you got to do. If you be yourself, she'll fall for you. Ah, 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 hold your horses. You say be yourself, but experience tells me a whole other story. I get the basis of the statement. Be honest. Don't be someone that you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. But when you say be yourself, what you're really saying is be your most socially acceptable self. Date scenario one. You go out as your most socially acceptable self. You dress in a buttoned-up shirt, maybe a tie, maybe not, slacks, or maybe some nice jeans if there's going to be some movement on this date. You pull up in a white or silver four-door sedan that probably isn't American-made. Along the drive, you might have a mainstream radio station playing at low volume, but in the very least, you won't have any of your music playing. And you'll go to a Mexican or Italian sit-down place for somewhere around $8 to $14 a plate. You'll order a steak in response to the salad that she ordered. You'll do the normal get-to-know-you questions like... Where'd you grow up? What did you do in college? What's your job? Stuff like that. And you'll give informative answers with a little spin to make it seem more interesting than it is. You'll say you grew up in a major city when really all you did was live in the suburbs of that city's major metropolitan area. In college, you'll say you majored in something like evolutionary psychology instead of just psychology to make it seem less boring. And when it comes to work, you'll make yourself sound important instead of the low-end drone that you really are. Date's over, and then there's a bunch of subsequent dates, and then you're together for the rest of your lives. What? Okay, how about date scenario number two? This one's going to be a little different. In this one, you decide to be your absolute self. How are you dressed? Blue jeans, white t-shirt, facial scruff, white socks, sneakers. Simple, comfortable, functional. When you drive up to her place, you're not in some fuel-efficient, sensible car. 
You're in your 11-year-old used mid-sized SUV that was raised four inches by the previous owner, had the stereo system replaced with some obnoxiously loud speakers, and a bumper that you just had replaced that happens to be the wrong color. Speaking of speakers, you have your music plugged in and possibly playing too loud, enough that you'll regret the choice once you're in your 60s. Once she's in your car, you don't turn down the music because 95% of your driving is done under those same conditions. So when you get to the restaurant, it's a Japanese sushi place. Want to know why? Because that's where you go when you go out to eat. You don't care that the menu's in Japanese. Neither of you can understand it, but it's still good despite how expensive it is. Once it becomes the Q&A portion of dinner, she'll ask you what kind of movies you like. And you're going to tell her the original three Star Wars movies because they're fantastic, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies because they were flawless, and those indie movies that have awkward, semi-unresolved endings. When she asks what kind of music you like, you're going to tell her that you really enjoy Scandinavian progressive metal because it combines modes, polyrhythms, time changes, and Middle Eastern musical stylings that make the bland Western European music that we're constantly inundated with sound like childish rubbish. And then once the date's over, you'll drive her home, say bye, and then go home, and then, and then, well, nothing. Forever alone. That's the result of this scenario. So, do you see why I'm a little, well, lost? All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. Well done, Bryce. You are one confused dude. I That's, don't think he's confused at all. I did think he nail he, it? I think he hit it on the nail. Okay, so yeah. Skyboy agrees. So this is perplexing. It's perplexing, but let's not forget, totally and completely frustrating. Yeah, because this is a date and you just paid money and your life's not progressing. Exactly. Because you're, you're trying to be something you're not. Or maybe I'm trying to be exactly what I am. And but, not taken. But I'm supposed to, but not supposed to, but supposed to. Okay, now what if I told you we have a guy on the line right now that could help you fix this? I would be delighted. Let's do it. We're going to bring on now uh, our guest. Our guest is the author. His name is Elliot Katz. He's the author of Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. And uh, he's, a, he's an author. Um, Elliot is an author. He's written numerous books, I believe seven books or so. He also uh, not only writes uh, nonfiction, but some fiction as well. He has a bestseller called The Great Country Walks Around Toronto. And his book that we're talking about here today, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, it won a Best Books Award from USABookNews.com. So he's the real deal. We appreciate it. Elliot's wel- well, Elliot, welcome to the program with us. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You bet. Now, did you hear Bryce's rant there? Yes, I did. He's confused. Do you see that a lot out there? You know what? A lot of men are confused, and I think most men are confused. And I think it's like this whole generation of men today were not taught how to be men. And, and you know, that confusion, be yourself. Yeah. You know, really, a relationship or a date that leads to a relationship is an opportunity to grow as a man. And, you know, I heard that, you know, be yourself, but, you know, be, be a gentleman. Like, I'll, you know, think about the old-fashioned ways of dating that really did work. Like, treat a, a woman wants a gentleman. She, she doesn't want you to blast your, your radio in the car so that, you, can, you know, you can't even hear yourself think. Right. You know, be considerate of her. Like, treat her like, like a gentleman, like... You know, think about what you would both enjoy doing and, you know, pick her up, drive her to, you know, a place that you would both enjoy going to and, um, and you know, be a man. Make, make decisions. Like a lot of things I hear from women, I've heard this so many times I couldn't count it. <laughs> a man asks them out and then they say, okay, yeah, I'd like to go out. Well, what would you like to do? What time should I pick you up? You know, they want the woman to make all the decisions. Yeah. You do that, game over, because she wants a man who could show leadership. Women tell me they want a man with a plan. Because, you know, a, real, a woman wants, you know, in life and marriage and family life, there's lots of situations, crises, problems you've got to deal with. You can't even decide 
where, where to go for a cup of coffee. And that's what I hear. They can't even choose where to go for a cup of coffee. Yeah. He's going to think, how is this guy going to handle a real problem? Yeah, I'm supposed to tie my dream to you, and you can't even tell us where we're going to dinner. That's it. That's, that's right. a big you know, deal. She wants to feel this man can protect her, and he can't even choose. You know, he wants her to decide what movie to go to, what time, where should we go for dinner. It's like, it really, be a, be a leader. She wants a man who shows leadership and makes decisions. And on a date, do that. You know, be a man with a plan. Call her up. Say, I thought we'd go to this movie, then we could go get some something to eat after. I thought we'd both enjoy this. Why, she will like that. Why do you think, Elliot, this is such a, tr- a problem for men? Are we just not teaching it? Is well, it, I mean, is you know, it... Like, Really, traditionally, fathers and other older male role models used to teach younger men how to be men. And this was really, like, for thousands of years, this is what went on. And this, and this generation, for a lot of reasons, you know, there's divorce, there's so many guys that grow up without fathers. Or, and even if they have a father, the father thinks his job is to bring in the money and leaves raising the children to the mother. Then the kid goes to school. Most of the teachers are women. You know, they watch television. They see men are, are betrayed as buffoons and idiots. And like who are totally incapable of doing anything, so they think, well, I'll be the nicest guy. I'll show I'm sensitive and not controlling. Mm-hmm. I'll let her make the decisions. And you know what? I've heard this so many times. These guys think I'm being the greatest guy. I let her decide everything, and, and they think that way. She can't blame me if things go wrong. But you know what? If things go wrong, it's still your fault because you're the man, and you were expected to show leadership and make sure things didn't go wrong. I wonder if uh, I wonder if some of that is it's kind of this misunderstanding that we think we're supposed to be nice. We we think we, we want to, we don't want to be the kind of the male chauvinist that just sit the, that kind of is in charge of everything and driving everything, and it's always got to be our way. So instead, we we swing the other way where we're just kind of squishy, non-committal, always wondering what you want. Exactly, exactly right, Matt. You got it exactly right. Guys today, they think I'm being the nicest guy. You know, and, and a lot of guys like this, they'll even say, like I know a lot of guys, they're professionals, doctors, dentists, you know, they'll say, oh, the home is the woman's domain. They make it sound like they're being the nicest guys. The home is the woman's domain. I let my wife make all the decisions, and they think I'm showing. I'm the sensitive, non-controlling guy. But the woman feels, I'm a married single parent. My husband makes no decisions. We have problems. He says, Oh, how do you think we should handle it, dear? And he thinks he's being a nice guy. Yeah. He does nothing. He thinks, like, he takes the kids, you know, to to, to sports event, or he, he does the dishes, he changes diapers. He thinks, he thinks he's being this contributing man. Like, the nanny can do all that. I want a man who's a man, who shows leadership, who knows what's going on, and, and takes charge. And it's like, sees a problem, it's like, hey, if there's a problem here, I'm going to deal with it. Boy, that's, that, then you're a hero to your, to your wife. Yeah. All these guys who think... Oh, yeah, well, well, you handle it, dear. I'm showing I'm being this nice, non-controlling guy. Then why does she hate me? <laughs> it's, yeah, well, yeah, why, yeah, why is she so mad all the time? But I, I guess it really is, too. We're not, we don't, I guess, know how to talk about it. We're not communicating. Like, we, I don't know if you were able to hear it at the very beginning of the show or near, uh, I don't know, about 20 minutes into the show. We talked about to some women out on the street and asked them what they want in men and what men think women actually want. And men think, uh, you know, a, a consensus seemed to be that a lot of, of the men thought what the women wanted was just somebody that makes some money and, um, and oh, yeah, and looked pretty good. So so men kind of have this belief that I guess women are shallow enough to just need someone to make money and look good when in reality what you're saying is mm, and more. You know, you've got to earn a living. You know, 
things cost money, but that's just not enough. Being the provider, you know, really won't get you anywhere. There's lots of, you know, very wealthy men today who are divorced because that's all they did. Right. And they provided a lot. They provided a lot. You know, it was lavish lifestyle, and the women were just fed up with them because they, were, they weren't men. They weren't, you know, husbands and fathers in their home. You know, that, that's what's lacking today. Really, men today think, well, that's what I'll do. I'll provide the money and let the woman do everything. And I'm being this great guy because I'm not being controlling. When she looks at it, I want him to be a man. I want him to be a father. I want him to be a husband, which means being a leader in your home. It's like, you know, the wife wants to look up to you. And if everything that comes up, you say, oh, here, you handle it. She says, what do I have? Uh, all I have, you know, you get divorced, you'll get your money anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, you got to be the father who, who's a role model, who's, who guides his children, a leader, a teacher to your kids, and a leader to your, to your wife. It doesn't mean you make all the decisions. No. It means, you know, I'm, I'm not, people think, are you saying men should make all the decisions? I'm talking about men who make no decisions. Well, don't get into that. That's a tremendous improvement. Yeah, that, that's huge, isn't it? In yeah, fact, yeah, you... No, really, I, it's so, like, so many women, you know, the fascinating thing about this book is, you know, I wrote it for men, and I thought, you know, but who loves the book? Who who buys it? And women are buying it. And they yeah. say, how do I get my husband to read this book? I'd I'd one woman say to me, I'm going to tell him. You know, it's a short book, takes about an hour to read. I'm going to tell him read the book, and then I'm waiting for you in the bedroom in my negligee. I want you to read that book because I want you to stop being so compliant and just doing whatever I say. I want a man who's who's a man who's got backbone. So some of us we don't know how to do it, but one of the things that you uh, brought up here too is um, a lot of men are kind of, uh, I guess we're getting more okay with letting women, you know, to, to rule the roost, to to take that, that lead role um, where they're making the decisions. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of the financial decisions are being made by women. And a lot of, a lot of the decisions probably in general with the family are, are actually being made by women. Do you sense that as part of this, we've just given up um, this idea that let's either do it together Let's have a say in it, or let me just, I'll, I'll just have my wife do it. You know what? It's just easier. It's easier to let the, the wife do it, right? You think, yeah. well, let her decide. It's not that important to me. Whatever she decides, you know, let, and we think, we think we're, being, we're being these great husbands, but we don't realize we're frustrating our wives. They're, they're fed up with us. And, you know, it's easier. I, I, I remember talking to one guy. He says, oh, I'm a nice guy. I want her to make the decisions. But then he admitted well, it's easier. Let her make the decisions, and you can't blame them if they go wrong. Oh, that's interesting. It's, it's really yeah. a cop out. It's really, it's just really, it's laziness. It's, it's easier. If I, if I, if I step back and avoid stepping forward, well, you can't blame me. Although you're still held responsible, like your wife will still blame you. So, so for, forget that idea. Yeah. It's just, it's just easier. And really, I think it's sort of our, our nature. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, just be passive. You know, a lot of decisions. Well, does you know, guys will say, why does my wife call me at work and? Ask me these decisions. It doesn't matter to me. You know, wife calls her husband. What do you want for supper tonight? Chicken or fish? <laughs> Anything you make. It's great. You're a great cook. Why is she bothering me at work? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because she wants you to make the decision because she wants to make you happy. Yeah. So if it doesn't matter to you, make a decision. That's an easy thing. Well, she might should be showing deference. Like, hey, I'm going to now... She might even be modeling it. Let me show you how we could make decisions together. Uh, I will call you and ask you. You will give me an opinion strongly or, you know, make a decision. Then we can negotiate it if we don't like it. But it's almost like we're afraid to have to negotiate it. So some of us are just Deferring, letting the other do it, and and in the end, it's it's killing us. I just uh, 
you found another statistic. 70% of divorces are filed by women. Right, right. And again, again, they even have to lead their divorce. Um, so, it's, it's interesting. Up with men, because men, I think, you know, that's the attitude. They're passive. They, well, whatever you want is okay, but you really, the woman really wants a man today. It's like this gigantic disconnect. Isn't it amazing? Men think, you know, oh, I'll let her decide. I'm, I'm being this, the greatest, non-controlling, nice guy. How yeah. could she be fed up with me? And the woman is so fed up with her because she wants a man. She wants a man who takes charge. That doesn't mean controlling her. She doesn't want to be controlled, but she wants a man who shows leadership, who yeah. thinks about the greater good of, her, of the family, and then we'll take, there's a problem, take charge and deal with it. That's active. That's a, that's a part of the team. Let's take a break here, uh, Elliot, um, and we'll come back on the other side of the break. I'd love you to get into some of your other points um, and some of the solutions about what we should be doing. Uh, One of the keys you've you've drilled home is the idea of showing leadership. I know you've got some more on your plate. We'll be back talking to Elliot Katz, the author of Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Next time you build a house, you might want to insulate it with solid smoke. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Aerogel, sometimes known as solid smoke, is the most lightweight solid material known to man. Over 90% air, it's also one of the world's best insulators. But for years, aerogels were too brittle and expensive for widespread use. When NASA wanted a super-efficient aerogel insulation system for the space shuttle program, they also needed it to be flexible and durable. A company named Aspen Systems Incorporated delivered. They developed a groundbreaking manufacturing process for aerogels that cuts down both time and cost. On top of that, researchers solved durability and handling problems that had limited the use of aerogel insulation for decades. A spin-off company, Aspen Aerogels, says their ultra-thin aerogel blankets can provide up to five times the performance of traditional building insulation materials. The insulation can be used on new construction or added to existing structures. These aerogel blankets are strong, flexible, thin, and waterproof. And now you can find liquid smoke used in everything from undersea pipelines to clothing. For Innovation Now, this is Crystal Browning. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. BYU baseball, football, basketball, soccer, and volleyball. Live games on BYU Radio and BYU TV. To get your business involved as a sponsor of Cougar Sports, email corporate support at byu.edu. It would take a strong, strong man to ever let you go. It takes a strong man to let you go, my friends. That's what we're talking about. How to be a stronger man. How to be the strong man a woman wants. Timeless wisdom on being a man. Um, it's, a, it's a really hard thing because I think, you know, we want to be soft and kind. We don't want to be these mean, oppressive men. But maybe we have swung the other way. And producer Rob here uh, has put together a little bit of a, a segment for us here. Think about you or the men in your life, your adult child perhaps, are they a nice guy who seems to be finishing last? There's an old Jimmy Fallon song that seems to sum it up really nicely. Yeah, cause I'm an idiot, and I'm your boyfriend, yes I am. 
Why does it seem like the jerks always get the girls? So speaking for the nice guys of this world, how come nice guys finish last? Well, AskMen.com had this great article. It says, contrary to what some women think, men are interested in successful relationships. Men never pass up the chance to date the woman of their dreams. And so when a man does encounter a rare woman, his passion gets the better of him. He thinks, oh, this woman's a keeper. I've got to treat her right so I don't lose her. I've got to make her happy. It's just one problem. Being Mr. Nice Guy also makes us boring, predictable, average. And the excitement begins to fade for the woman because, well, she has what she wants and she doesn't have to do any chasing. And eventually she starts to lose interest. And before you know it, she's off dating some jerk. Well, that got me scratching my head a little bit. And I suppose it's true. Jerk guys are more interesting. I mean, for instance, the nice guy would say, Hi there, sweetie. Bought you an Arby burger. As opposed to... Hey, baby, yeah, you, me, and Mr. Crowbar here are going to wait till Arby's closes. Then we're going to smash our way inside and score us some beef and cheddar. What would you like to do for Saturday? I was thinking we could go for a walk in the park and talk about your feelings. Hey, dummy, watch me hit this goose with the rock. Oh, he's mad now. Do women really want to end up with a guy like that? While the article continues, it points to self-esteem as being the problem. It says sometimes a nice guy turns into a bad boy because of past heartache. got burned once for being Mr. Nice Guy, and he uses becoming a jerk as a way to prevent that from happening again. That jerk facade covering up for his lack of confidence from the pain of last time. In turn, a woman who falls for this poor excuse of a man suffers from the same lack of self-esteem. So turning into a jerk's not a good solution because obviously these relationships are never going to end well. I mean, come on, who nicknames their girlfriend Dummy? Yeah, it makes her feel good. So the article recommends guys find kind of a balance. A man should be sweet and gentlemanly when dating a woman, but also maintain a little mystique, something to keep the guy spontaneous and interesting. A guy who's no pushover. A girl who constantly keeps falling for the jerk guys probably isn't worth trying to have in the first place. So it's true, nice guys finish last. But I could also argue, nice guys finish best. Wow, that was awesome. Holy cow. Your scary uh, Arby burglar voice is incredible. Gave me chills. Very hey, manly. We're going to go steal some curly <laughs> fries. That was really good. So let's get back uh, to our author here and see what he has to say about that. Because um, our author, Elliot Katz, wrote a book called Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. That doesn't mean we have to be a brute, does it, Elliot? No, not at all. In fact, uh, you know, I often get that question, you know, is it a choice between being a nice guy or a jerk or a bad boy? And, uh, you know, nice guys are, are seen as weak. You know, that's what I was talking about, who can't st- step forward and deal with problems and won't make the woman feel protected. But a, a jerk, you know, a jerk is attractive because they're strong. At least, you know, they, they stand up for themselves and they, they're, not, they're not pushovers. But, uh, you know, I think there's, there's the man in the middle, which is the strong man, the real man who... Who is strong? Who ha- you know has you know self confidence? Yeah. 
and, but, and, and still treats the woman like a lady, you know, who doesn't, doesn't treat her badly. Well, you but, use the word leadership. He's a, I mean, he's a leader. The, the guy that's exactly. out robbing a Arby's isn't a leader. Exactly. And, I mean, that's, you know, what, you know, a woman gets all well, the guy who's going to rob his store. <laughs> Yeah, this is I don't good. Think so that's, that's what we're looking for, most men. No, I mean, unless it depends what store it is. I mean, Tiffany's. Come on, um, but like, so one of the keys is showing leadership. You really feel strongly that men, as men, we don't need to just pick up the brute strength and the leathers to go be the man. We probably also need to. We need to be leading, which right. is, I guess, uh, pushing forward, having ideas. I, another thing you brought up a lot is making decisions, not oh, not pushing the decision down the road. Like Congress. <laughs> Full of men, by the way. <laughs> Not to be rude. But um, is, is, so decision-making is it's almost a lost art, too. A lot of us don't know how to process through decisions. But that's it. I mean, a woman, you know, if you ask a woman out and you say uh, you want to go to place A, B, or C, you're asking her to make the decision. That's, mm-hmm. that's, she says, well, this guy can't make any decisions. And, and really, a woman likes it when a man can make a decision. When there's a situation, make a decision. You know, if you choose a, a steakhouse and she, she, you know, is a vegetarian, she'll tell you, you know. But at most times, like, she really, she, a woman really likes it when a man can say, well, I thought we'd do this, this, and this. Or there's a problem. And you could step forward. You know, one thing I, I say, you want to show leadership? And it's like, look at, look at if you're married, and look for problems in your fa- family, in your home that are not being dealt with. And step forward and... Find a solution and solve it. You know, it's, it's not a matter of, like, uh, I tell guys, it's not, don't think, leadership is not, if your wife's, you know, been making decisions for the past five years, and now you're going to say, oh, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do the complete opposite, because I'm not going to show you I'm a leader. That's, that's just going to cause more conflict. Yeah, that's going to set it up. Don't, don't, don't start. Just look for situations that need to be dealt with, maybe with your kids or, or if you're dating. Look for things that, you know, problems that need to be dealt with. Step forward and deal with it. So, well, that's a leader. That's, that's huge. That, and that is what a leader is that's in, exactly. in the regular world, too. You know, when you think in the workplace, if you step forward and say, hey, boss, I saw this problem. I came Fixed up with it. a solution. Wow. Your well, boss it, loves you. Same with your wife. It's almost, it is. And we had a guest on a, a little while ago that basically said, you know, the keys to being a good employee and good in business, a lot of those apply in, the, in our personal lives as well. So a lot of us might be a big leader at work, but then we come home and I guess we just get on the lazy train and Absolutely. then drive it Another point you brought up was taking responsibility. Absolutely. We have to own, we have to really be responsible. We have to own stuff that's going on in our lives, our families, um, our marriages. Absolutely. Don't, don't blame your wife. First rule number one, don't blame your wife. It, it, will, it will get you nowhere. It just it destroys the relationship. If there's a situation, take responsibility and say, okay, you know, I'll deal with it. And, and if, you, if you, you made a decision, it was a mistake, take responsibility. Okay, I will correct this mistake. Mm-hmm. The people admired, you know, I've, had, I've met so many divorced guys, and I'm sure you have too. Like, they blame their wives. They yeah. just, wives, you know, spent them broke and this and that. And nobody has any sympathy for them because people expect you're the man. You know, as much as we believe in equality of, of the genders, we still think the man is responsible for what goes on in his home. If, if, if your wife spent you broke, why in the world did you let it go on? Why didn't you step forward and put an end to right. that situation? Well, that's so big. And, and also, I think we it's a lot of this seems like it's about safety. People feel safer with leaders, decision makers that are responsible than we do for followers who make no decisions and are completely irresponsible and own nothing. I mean, absolutely. And, and they all go together. If you don't make decisions, don't show leadership. It's like, 
well, yeah. I'm not responsible. That's can't right. blame me. I didn't That's make right. that decision. Or, you know, my wife did that. You can't blame me. He says, no, we still expect the man to be the man. You know, as much as we talk about right. the sensitive new age guy, really, women want a man who's a man. You know, and, and you're talking about the business world. I've had women, you know, very successful in business or they're professionals, and they say, I may be the boss at work. But when I'm with a man, I want to feel like a woman. I want oh, him to great. take charge. No, I I think that's it. And um, let's do this. Let's take a break. And when we come back, one of the things we are going to be doing with you, Elliot, Elliot is giving away five books, uh, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. When we come back from the break, uh, we'll give you a, a number to call for if you want to be one of the winners of those books. Also, another thing we're going to do is we're going to have Elliot get into uh, kind of maybe giving some advice to the women and what they can be doing to get more of a man, more leadership, more decision-making, more responsibility with their men. We're going to take a break. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU FM HD2 Provo. There's a new way to listen to BYU Radio with our free iOS app. Download BYU Radio's app on your iPhone or iPad for live streaming and program schedules. It's the newest way to tune in for your favorite broadcast. Just search BYU Radio in the App Store, download, and enjoy. BYU Radio. Talk about good. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The California high schooler who entered his school this morning with a shotgun and began firing had specific intended targets, according to police. Two faculty members were able to talk the gunman into giving up his weapon. The task force created in the wake of the Newtown, Connecticut shooting to find gun violence solutions and headed by Vice President Joe Biden is preparing to give their recommendations to President Obama on Tuesday. Biden hinted today a ban on high-capacity magazines could be included. National Rifle Association officials met with Biden's task force today and after the exchange said they are disappointed with what they described as an agenda to attack the Second Amendment. A flu outbreak is spreading across the nation with likelihood of further expansion, according to health experts. So far, 42,000 cases have been confirmed, and Boston's mayor has declared a public health emergency. Convicted child sex abuser and former Penn State football coach Jerry Sandusky began the process to appeal his case today on the grounds that his lawyers were not given significant time to prepare for the trial. Federal investigators are now involved with the search for what caused a New York City ferry to crash into a dock yesterday, injuring nearly 60 people. Possible mechanical failure seems a likely candidate so far. Last year's punishing drought has eased for some as winter weather drops moisture across the country, but the Plains region is still feeling dangerously dry. Weather experts warn dry conditions in some areas are likely to continue through at least April. The 2013 Academy Awards could be dominated by Lincoln. The film chronicling President Lincoln's administration has been nominated for an impressive 12 awards, including Best Picture. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. You're the saddest bunch I ever met, but you can bet before we're through, Mr. I. 
a little move on for you. I'll make a man out of you. That's what we're trying to do on the show today. We're trying to help the men pick up their game. Apparently, gentlemen, the ladies want us being stronger. Uh, and we're talking to the author of a book, Elliot Katz, wrote the book, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. At the end of uh, this block, we're going to give you a phone number you can call. If you want a copy of this book, Elliot's going to make that available to five of our listeners. So be standing by and listening. Get ready because uh, it goes fast. I promise when we put that number up there, they're going to go fast. So let's go back to Elliot. Elliot, you are, uh, you're doing what you can. You're kind of on a little crusade here to help us guys pick up our game a bit. I'm on a mission to change the world. You know, the interesting thing is, when I first uh, wrote the book, I, I thought I was just writing it for myself and my friends. And then I thought, oh, well, it's kind of a North American phenomena. But the interesting thing, is, it's like this, it's, a, it's around the world. Like the book is being translated into 23 languages wow. in, in Asia and Europe and Latin America. Like in Brazil, you know, where the, the whole image of machismo. Yeah, machismo, from, yeah. It's, been, it's selling very well there. So it's like, it's like this whole generation it, like was, of men were not taught you got to be a man. You got to have backbone. You got to show leadership. Yeah, I, I think it's great, and I think it's, I think it's long overdue. I, I really just think we haven't, as a culture, necessarily fully solidified what that role looks like. So, I mean, I think it used to be much more apparent who the man was and and the roles and what the woman was, and now they've kind of been blurred. Um, and But I guess what the key to this is, roles aside, we can all go mow the lawn, we can all go to work, we can all take care of the children, but deep inside, there's still some things that the, the women want from a man, which is some leadership, some direction, some decision-making, some responsibility. It sounds, most of all, they want, they want us to be actively involved in the relationship and life. Absolutely. Not Absolutely. just on the train watching it all go by. It, it's, uh, you know, it's true. You think a man thinks, you know, I'm, I'm there to provide money. I'm a good provider. It's not enough. No. You, know, you really have to. You know, the guys will say to me, well, I come home so tired. So I say, well, just like you work hard at your job because you want you your family to have, you want a happy family, you have to save some of that energy to be a leader and decision maker at home because that's part of having a happy home as well. Yeah. And, and I wonder if sometimes... Um like I can see there's times that my wife is just way good at what she does and um with the kids with the family handling stuff so I wonder if sometimes we we might even feel like we're not even needed or we can't do it as well as others or sometimes maybe even as men we've been told we don't know what we're talking about when it comes to the kids so maybe men back off or I mean and it's I guess it's it's never just one way or another but as a child that grew up without a dad actively in the home, um, I only had four women as role models for what men do. And, uh, and it's, it's interesting. So, so I think that's a great thing you're doing as far as your crusade goes. What should the women be doing? Um, if, if there's a woman out there listening and she's struggling because she kind of wants her husband to pick up his game a little bit, what are some things she could do to kind of gently influence? Well, don't let him be passive. So if, he, if he's asking you to make a decision... You know, don't make it. Just say, you decide, and then don't say anything else. Walk away. <laughs> and let him decide. You know, there's a lot of decisions that really aren't that important. I mean, if, you, if you're going out for dinner and you're going to choose between restaurant A, B, or C, you know, either one is good, but you have to choose one, or you, or you can't drive around all night. Just, you know, 
So make it so just say you decide, and then go along with him. Yeah, right. And then and then and, and then you know just let him do it, and then praise him for it. Say hey, you made a good decision. You know you got to encourage him. It's like yeah. it's like a little sapling. You want to you know hold it, <laughs> nurture up. it, feed it, nurture it exactly, water it so it becomes a strong tree. And then you know when when you see there's problems in the home and he's being you know passive and oblivious. Just ask, would you would you take charge of this? Would you handle this situation? Yeah. And don't tell him what to do. Just, just if he asks, you say, well, you know, I just do research. I, I go on the internet for information, or or this is how I would solve it. This is oh. how I approach solving the problem, not how I solve it. But this is where I get information. There's good books on parenting on that bookshelf yeah. right there. Maybe check there. Just let him handle it. Unless and unless he's going to do something dangerous or damaging, don't criticize him. That's the worst thing, you know. You start criticizing a guy, and then he starts withdrawing. So unless it's really something bad he wants to do, just go along. Maybe he's got some a new new approach to doing things that may even be better than your idea. Yeah, it's, it's like I said. It's like you're trying to nurture this self confidence. You know, criticism really. When a guy gets criticized, it only makes him withdraw, and they'll say, "Well, you don't like the way I do. You just do it yourself." So you got to be very careful. Because it's like I say, you're nurturing this little sapling to become a strong tree. I had a, I had a great example of that. Um, we had a leak, a leaky pipe in our house. And we got a call. And by the way, the, the, the people that live in this part of our basement um, that we rent out to, they, they, call, they don't call me. They call my wife. And my wife then calls me and says, we have a leak in the basement. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, so what do we do? So she's, she's looking for leadership, and I'm like, I don't know what we do. So we went down. We found out, hey, there's a leak in the basement. And I noticed, hey, there's a leak. And then we looked at each other, so what do we do? And I'm like, I guess let's call a plumber. And she's like, okay, who? So she's just she's kind of priming me to do it. I didn't know. I didn't know. So um, I go, we'll just call these one people that we called that one time. And we, started, we, we tried to do that, and then I left to work. By the way, it was her birthday, Elliot. Not a good day. And uh, for her anyway. And I went to work just not being the leader, not taking responsibility for this. My wife went on Facebook and said, hey, everybody, I know you'll save me on this one. I'm looking for a plumber. Anybody know a plumber? And boom, we got about five different contacts. And somehow she just called the leader next door, a man that's retired that's probably 68 years old. Gene Call is his name, and that guy was over there in my basement within 20 minutes. We had turned the water off, and she's, he's over there. He uh, climbs on a ladder, looks through this stuff, finds the leak, cuts a big hole in my wall, uh, fixes the leak. My wife is standing there in awe, like, what a man, and she's, he's 20 years her senior, but he just got it done, and he took responsibility, and he didn't know he didn't know everything he was doing. He fixed it. He called back today, two days later, actually. Is it still holding? Yep, it's great. It's doing great. Good. Can I come over today and fix that hole? Well, sure, you don't have to do all this, Gene. He wanted to do it, but he loved doing it. Anyway, long story short, he's sitting there cleaning up the mess that he made. He won't let us pay him. He's just a neighbor. He's a friend. And... Um, he won't let us pay him. The vacuum that we're, he's using breaks. My son is watching this man. He doesn't just carry it up to my wife and say the vacuum is broken. He gets on his knees, takes the vacuum apart, fix the vacuum. On the way up, he hears my son loves to play piano. He hears, listens to my son playing the piano. He pulls out an app on his phone and says, sounds like your piano's out of tune. I'm like, what? 
this guy can tune a piano. Anyway, long story short, he's fixed our house. He's going to sheetrock our wall back. He answered the call to my wife. He's um, he's fixed the vacuum, and he's teaching my son how to tune a piano, his own piano. And I'm like, I talked to him, and I'm like, how did you learn to tune a piano? This is what he said. I just looked it up on YouTube. Oh, wow. And I'm sitting there thinking, you are such a man. And then I was at a party last night with a bunch of people from the neighborhood and our local church congregation, and I was just telling them how grateful I am for Gene Call. And I'm serious. About three or four women in the group just said, I love Gene. He's the most amazing guy in the world. Because he's so a man. When you say be a man, that's he, he's just willing to step up and to lead and to have an opinion or to figure it out. To figure it out. That's the main thing. You know, a lot of guys think, well, I don't know how to do that. But look what Gene did. He stepped forward and, and, and learned how to do it, yeah. learned how to solve the problem. And, and, and even if you don't do. know, you can know at least let's learn how to solve it or be a part of let me tell you what I don't know. And I wouldn't try this and I wouldn't do that. That's what I really think in the end we're missing as guys. I think we think it's more like, hey, I've done my job. I've brought home the money. Now fry it up in a pan. That, exactly. that doesn't work in this day and age. Well, that's an inspiring story because that, it's not about knowing how to do it. It's about figuring out how to solve the problem. And you develop yourself. I mean, every problem that you take on, you become a better and better man because that's what a man has to do. You see the problem, figure out how to solve it. What, you know, does your wife know how to do it better than you? Well, yeah. You're both intelligent people. Right. Yeah. And she will look up to you and appreciate you. Look, if there was a problem, he wasn't oblivious to it. He's figured out how to solve it. Yeah, I think it's. I think we get so caught up in this argument that it's uh, like kind of, you know, gender roles and stereotypes and male-female and what are men and equal rights. I, I don't think it's even about any of that, is it? It's more about that we need to be able to trust each other. I need to know you're a partner that is going to be active in this role, partnering with me. Because honestly, they don't need us. If they don't, and we don't need them, if if we don't, if we're not pulling our weight and being a part of this, it's not just about needing; it's about wanting a partner that's so we're equally connected. Well, absolutely, absolutely. I think, I think that's, and that's what men want also. They want a partner. Yeah. But the woman wants really wants you to be the leader who, who's going to figure out and not how to solve these problems, not leave everything to her. So just think of all those problems that Gene solved in your home. Oh. If you were to say, oh, here, left, leave it all to your wife, it's like, yeah. hey, it's too much. It's like, but if you step forward and solve it, say, well, that's my hero. Yeah. He doesn't leave everything to me. It doesn't mean she does nothing, but right. if you leave everything to her, solving the problems, she goes, what do I need this guy for? He's just, he takes out the garbage, you know, he, he, he gives, the, you know, he, he changes diapers and then he can do that. That's what you have to think. Right. Like, right. What's the difference between you and the nanny? That's right. A man Hired leadership. Help. Right. And, and it's um, it's really it's powerful. I think another area that this might be just as important as in our marriage is maybe just as fathers. I'm not sure as men we're stick we're standing up as father like fathers like we need to as well. Absentee father is fatherings out there all the time. It's a very big problem and it's a big tragedy in our society because when you see the results of uh, and how it affects the children as they grow up without fathers, I miss. You know, I have two daughters, and I and I see their friends, the ones that don't have fathers, and it's a, it's it's you know, I mean, you know, you could see a girl, a teenage girl, doesn't have a father just by the way she dresses. You ever notice that yeah. ones without fathers really dress quite inappropriately? Well, you know, yeah, they, and they, it's, yeah, they seem like they've had a harder life that they 
that they don't maybe, I mean, and there's great research out there that talks about the impact that a father can have on a daughter, especially. Yeah, especially, yeah. I mean, not all daughters are like that, but, no. you know, you, you, see, you see that it does affect some girls like that. It's, and, and, and sons, too. They, you know, really, men have to get at this idea out of their head that they're just there to provide. You know, the father's there to be a role model. You know, I ask people, what does a father give to raising children that a mother can't? Right. He shows his children what it means to be a man. You know, to a son, he's a role model of what a man should be. Yeah. You know, how a man relates to other men, how a man treats a woman. To his daughter, he's the first man in her life. Mm-hmm. You know, he, 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 it's his job to tell her that she's wonderful and beautiful and, and be a role model of the kind of man that he would like her to choose. It's not just about the garbage. It's not just about just about going out and earning a paycheck or being able to fix the light bulbs or whatever. It's... It's about that. It's about teaching the other things. In fact, some other interesting research with men is this idea. Men tend to roughhouse with their kids more than um, women do. I very rarely does my wife, do I, does she roll all over the ground wrestling with our kids? And, um, but what they're finding out is that's a major key to socialization is that, and dads do it, is we get in there, we wrestle with them, we kind of get their heart rate up, we get them a little tickled sometimes, and then we actually teach them how to control those emotions. And... It's important. So dads out there, this, uh, this idea of being a stronger man, um, this is not just about what the ladies necessarily want. This is maybe what your children need. So it might be a good little assignment for everyone out there to be considering what kind of man are you being and uh, are you taking responsibility for your children, uh, whether you're living with them or not anymore, whether you're still making decisions, being an active part of their life and whether you're showing leadership in their life still. Um, divorce does not steal, you, steal your manhood. You should still uh, exercise some of that. So, Elliot, as we're wrapping this up, um, by the way, let me get the, the, the books out there and give a number for people to call. The book is called Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. It is an award-winning book from the usabooknews.com. It's one of the best books award winner. And it really, it's just, it's powerful. It's got a lot of just interesting ideas and quotes in it that I think will be very helpful. Uh, we're going to be giving five of these away. So we're, they're basically going to go to the first five callers that call us on the number 801-422-0143. 801-422-0143. The first uh, five callers get a free book from our guest, Elliot Katz. Elliot, as we wrap it up, just fill us in. If there's one thing... One thing that is the biggest thing to that men should remember and go do to be a stronger man. Just realize, I think that the woman really wants you to be a strong man. You know, we're we're, we're so convinced that this isn't what the woman wants because we've heard it so much. No, she wants a strong man, not a nice, weak, nice guy or a bad boy. She wants the woman really wants us. Keep this in mind. You're not being controlling. She wants you to be. She wants you to take the lead. Yeah. And, and I, I really think, women, you can't underestimate um, that. Uh, and maybe men and women, it's time to go talk and find out what we really need with each other. Uh, Elliot Katz, appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. And thanks for writing such a great book that we can all use. Thank you. Now, Elliot, where can they reach you if, uh, if people have questions or if they want to have you come out and talk about your book? It's... Um my email is Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T-T-R-K-A-T-Z at AOL.com. And um, my website is ElliotKatz.com. 
ElliotKatz.com, a, a great communicator as well. Appreciate you, Elliot. Thanks for joining us here on the Matt Townsend Show. Again, if you want one of these books, give us a call at 801-422-0143. We'll get your name, address, and send that out for you. We're going to take a break, come back, wrap up the show. And uh, I think now that we've been tutored, um, I have a lot stronger men in the room. You can hardly wait to find out. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Rocket-launched parachutes are making flight safer for pilots and passengers. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. In the mid-1970s, a young man named Boris Popov was hang gliding when things suddenly took a bad turn. Some 400 feet in the air, his glider broke apart and spun out of control as he plummeted toward a lake. As he fell, Popov realized that if he had only had some kind of parachute, he could have been saved. Luckily, Popov survived the crash. He went on to develop parachute systems that could soften the fall of entire airplanes. Ballistic Recovery Systems, or BRS, first installed the parachutes on hang gliders and ultralight aircraft. NASA helped mature the parachute material and deployment technology through contracts with BRS. Soon, the company had rocket-propelled systems that could support even larger and heavier general aviation aircraft. With more than 30,000 systems sold, some of the world's most popular small aircraft, like the Cirrus SR-20 and SR-22, now feature ballistic recovery systems as standard equipment. As of today, more than 250 lives have been saved with this rocket-propelled parachute technology. For Innovation Now, I'm Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. What you want, baby, I got it. What you need, you know I got it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Respect, baby. I love this song. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's what we're talking about. We got a show for you, a game. I mean, a game show for you right now. Tyler Mail, M-A-Y-L-E, uh... Our intern. They, we say that with affection. It seems like that's not a good thing. But uh, Tyler Mail has put together a game for us where he's got some phrases that men have said. And apparently this might be phrases trying to be strong. Are yes. these strong men? Some of them are very um, man-like. Okay, let me give you one, for example. Filled. For example, if you want to be strong and your wife says, do I look fat in this? A strong man might say, well, not fat. <laughs> Squishy. And um, that'll get you in trouble every time. Okay. So what are, what are and your job, Jessica, Jessica's our newest. Um, we, we seem to run through a lot of people on this show. <laughs> I think a lot of it's Sky Boy. Oh. It's his temperament. Um, it's the Irish in him. Mm. I'm, not a, I'm not Irish at you're all. You're wearing the green. Don't tell me you're not Just Irish. Just because I got ginger hair does not mean Just I'm you're ginger with, 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 with a green shirt. It's just and, coincidence. And, well, and every time I walk in, you say, top of the morning to you, <laughs> which I can't it's stand. It's so misleading. <laughs> okay, and I'll, you I'll always my eat greeting. Lucky Charms. <laughs> They're good. 
So, Tyler, what have you got? What are some of these? Jess, he's going to give you the phrase. You see if, if this is coming from a strong man or a weak man. Yeah. So um, I asked guys today while I was out on the street, I asked them stuff that they do, like hobbies or free time or whatever. And these are some of the answers that I got. So pretend you're on a first date with this guy and he <laughs> says something like this. You know, you got to tell me if this is a good thing or a bad thing for you. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm imagining someone attractive. Oh, yeah. okay. oh they're is that okay? They're sure. abs. Okay. Your, your dream date, I guess. I'm getting so nervous. Guy, I'm nervous of this guy yeah. in my head. By the way, it has to be noted that right then Skyler pointed to himself. He says, just pretend like they're me. Uh, <laughs> okay, don't do that. Don't do that. Fact, we'll just lift up some of the monitors so you can't even see <laughs> right, Skyboy. All right. Okay, so you're on this date with this guy. And the guy says, um, actually, one of my hobbies is I enjoy dancing, like folk dancing, clogging, just world dances, stuff like that. Yeah. What do you think? I actually... I do not like that. Okay, <laughs> I but mean, that's I exercise that doing something. I'd just be like, "Oh, that's a good, that's a good hobby." But what if he does it in heels? <laughs> that's different. Okay? I think break dancing's cool. Like, but yeah, I agree. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's you. But, that's uh, you. Okay. got his job. Latin dancing <laughs> yeah. is. Um, I I mean, it's a good hobby for both of us to do. I love. Uh, oh yeah. You know, but dancing with like, someone. Wow, that's attractive. But it's not to like. Me. Ooh, cool. yeah, that's no, cool. that's that doesn't. Okay. Turn. Give me another one. I, this okay. is fun because I I like to see what Jess is thinking. This is a great. <laughs> this is almost like Jessica's um, job interview. I, yeah, oh, great. Oh, great. Yeah, we're all taking notes here. <laughs> no pressure. Okay, so the next thing he says is, okay, you go over the dancing part. He goes, I love Legos, and I still play with Legos since I was like five. Not all the time, but oh, it's one of the wow. things I do on a Saturday. Okay, that's pretty boyish, but. Lucky for him, I also like Legos. Holy <laughs> cow, a match made in heaven. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah. I'd be like, now that's now we're talking. That's I would, messed up. <laughs> okay, that's Legos. so not manly. I, Legos. Good. I know it's but boyish. boyish. It is I'm, boyish. I know, but you don't. Man, women want a man, not a boy. Okay, yeah. you want something manly. So if my I was in my twenties, I definitely would be like, okay, okay that's interesting. Okay, I'll, little boy. I'll give you something manly then. This guy says, last weekend I was out with the guys. And we were riding some motorcycles and four-wheelers, and I flipped my four-wheeler. I rolled about three times. Oh, that's manly. That's manly. Uh, that actually kind of gets me a little bit nervous. <laughs> oh. I hope we're not driving in a car at this point because I'd be like, okay, well, I might, I'll just walk the rest of the way home. So, Isn't no, that, but he actually, may, that he is may even manly, say that, though. He might say that to impress you. Oh, I, man, I, I broke would. my collarbone three times falling off my four-wheeler. I've rolled a four-wheeler before, and it's something I tell people and say, this was <laughs> one of the coolest so things that's happened. Cool. Yeah. yeah, but that scared Jessica. See? It's, this is good learning. Scared. Are you all learning this? I'm, I've got guys, my notepad out. I'm trying to help you. Bryce looks perplexed. <laughs> He's so confused. <laughs> Sorry, what are we doing? <laughs> Where? Okay, you need to focus. Put We're your finding Legos my down. perfect guy. <laughs> you need to put your Legos down right now and focus. <laughs> okay, Tyler, what else you got? Okay, let's see. Yeah, we'll do another manly one. This guy says, I love working on cars. Engines, mm. grease. Oh, no, yeah, that's really good because I do not know anything about cars. So that's like, take care of me, please. Excellent. Interesting. I don't even check my oil and my dad gets mad. So, <laughs> What if he means like stealing cars? Oh. I like working on cars. And He'll make lots really... of money, right? No, <laughs> no I'm just joking. Whoa, that wouldn't be scary, good. <laughs> but yeah, that says a lot about Jessica. Welcome to the I'm show. Just You're good. What else, Ty? Um, let's see. We're out of time. Um, here's just a question. He tells you his major is blank. Does a major, like what he's studying in school, does that matter? If he says, oh, I'm studying journalism. I'm studying biology. Hey, or I'm studying biology, journalism. <laughs> but actually, yeah. music, animal husbandry. <laughs> 
Does yeah. the major really matter? Does okay. it matter what he's studying? Women are planners. So if he tells me that he's going to be like wanting to do theater the rest of his life, I'm going to be like, okay, well, then I need to financially plan to support our family. So I shouldn't so. tell a girl that I want to be a Disney voice actor. No. Yeah, no. no. Run from that one. You <laughs> no, will be. Da- especially don't do it like in a running. Daffy Duck voice. That w- You'll lose her for sure. Uh, are there any more, Ty? Yeah, I've got a couple more. Um, Madison's going to take here. over. Madison I, has I like entered the building. <laughs> okay, we'll go back to another manly thing. Um, the guy tells you he likes working out. Um, Good or bad? I don't know. Like, for me, that's kind of neutral. It's just like, okay, congratulations. Like, But, again, I would think that. <laughs> hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> exactly. But then I think that he would be trying to, like, make himself appear more manly or better. Yeah. So I'd perhaps see that as cocky. Okay, what's one more? Wrap it up, Ty. This okay, is it. One more. Let's let's see. Let's let's totally this guy squish this in. Amongst, amongst all this manliness and stuff, he also decides to tell you that he's artsy and is a musician. I think that's totally fine. Like, but he plays whatever. the French horn. French horn. <laughs> I, hey, I wasn't going to say it was <laughs> me. No, mandolin. 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 Oh, wow. It has man in it. All no, right? okay. Actually, know a guy that plays the mandolin? Yeah. Um. That's the manstrument. Oh. Yeah. Boom. See, that would have been a good place to put it. Yeah, see? Uh, totally man it. Um, we've got three more books, by the way, I'm being told. If you are interested in the book, and by the way, I think the three books should be one, two, three. You three sitting right there. Being a, the strong <laughs> man a woman wants, timeless wisdom on being a man. We're giving the book away from Elliot Katz. If you'd like that book, give us a call, 801-422-0143. That's the show, my friends. Hopefully, you're going to be a stronger man. Again, guys, you're awesome. You know what you're doing. Just pick up your game a little bit. Ladies, uh, help us understand more clearly what you want. Apparently, we're really struggling to figure it out. We're here every Monday through Friday, 5 o'clock Eastern Time. Um, We want to help you. We want to give you the tools you need. Please tune in. If you have friends and family, have them tune in as well. And we can uh, lift the world together. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. 